Hello guys, it's good to be back here again. I'm excited that we have another opportunity to discuss from the word of God because every time we talk the word of God or we discuss the word of God, there is light and there is understanding. However little it comes, there is always light and understanding. So I want to say a very big welcome and say compliment of the season. I hope you are enjoying the season. I hope you're celebrating with your family and I hope you're keeping God first place in your life so if this is your first time then you have to go back and listen to day one day two and day three because this is day four of our podcast of introducing jesus to you all right this is day four and i want you to understand that day one day two and day three are power pack you need to listen to them and i promise you that they will bless you so on today's podcast we'll be talking about we'll still be talking about the ministry of jesus but a different arm of the ministry of jesus so yesterday i said to you that jesus's ministry was three-dimensional and we saw that in matthew chapter 4 verse 23 it says and he went throughout all galilee teaching in their synagogue and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction amongst the people so he went around teaching proclaiming and healing so jesus had a teaching ministry he had an evangelical ministry and he had a healing ministry and because of that i said we'll look at the three different sections or the three different dimensions of this ministry so yesterday we took out some time to look at the teaching ministry of jesus that was the reason why we talked about the messages of jesus and we saw the messages of jesus how he kept teaching these people do this do that in fact I, I believe strongly that jesus tackled every issue that is relating to every man he talked about anger he talked about divorce he talked about an oath talked about salt of the earth light of the world talked about retali- retaliation he talked about giving to the needy he talked about prayer he talked about fasting literally he talked about almost everything every question that would arise in a man's heart that my friend is the teaching ministry of jesus so jesus was not just the son of god he spent time studying the word of god because there is no way he would know these things the things he taught if he was not a student of the word right if he wasn't a student of the word so sometimes we want to know but we don't want to sit down first to learn and that was what jesus did for the first 30 years of his life he sat down he gave himself to the study of god's word and prayer So today we'll be looking at the healing ministry of Jesus and because of that we'll be talking about the power of Jesus. So yesterday I said we'll look at the message of Jesus, the power of Jesus and the mission of Jesus. When we get to the evangelical aspect of his ministry then we'll talk about the mission of Jesus. What was his mission on earth? Let me read this for you. So yesterday while I when I sent out the podcast I got a message from a friend and he said this is nice well done. You know, I think this is timely. I've been on the study of Jesus in all the gospel with no end. Don't know when I'll stop. But I think it's timely direction. And I heard Pastor Benny say that the next revival will be built on the deity of Jesus. I strongly agree with him. Now, let me give you a very short background story of why I decided to talk about Jesus. I was praying one morning and I heard in my spirit very strongly reintroducing Jesus. I didn't know what that was. I thought I, I felt it was for me, of course. And then somehow I decided to do a podcast about that. And for every day within the next 15 days to talk about Jesus and reintroduce Jesus to you. And trust me, when I started doing this, my eyes too have been opened. 
I have seen a lot of things about Jesus, learned some things about him that were eye-opening and outstanding. Yesterday was a blessing to me. Just seeing Jesus teach about certain things. You know, I said when we started yesterday that imagine yourself sitting in a church and Jesus is the one teaching that morning. Just imagine yourself doing that. And after I imagined myself doing that, everything I read yesterday, I just felt Jesus was the one teaching. And trust me, he is the one teaching. He is the one teaching. So you cannot go through these things once. I would advise that you go through them over and over and over again just to um, get conversant with what Jesus had to say about anger, what he had to say about lust, what he had to say about divorce, about an oath, about retaliation, about praying, about fasting, about giving to the poor and about love. Just take some time to go through them again and let the thoughts of Jesus sink down into you. So today we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 8 and chapter 9 and we'll be talking about the power of Jesus. Let me say this before I start reading. I'm sorry. I want to clear the road before I start anything. This is important because I believe that the church is very good with the teaching of Jesus. And when I say very good, excuse me to say very good because I, I know there are some people who cannot rightly divide the word but let's give it to the church because we have done a good job when it comes to teaching the gospel but we are lacking behind when it comes to the power of the gospel a few of us know scripture we can quote it we can explain it but we lack that power in our lives if you of us can say ah god can do all things but we cannot walk in that power and see the blind eye open including myself so when I saw that I'm going to be talking about the power of Jesus, I was really interested. I was interested in, in that aspect because I'm trusting that the Lord will strengthen me and he would um, give me the courage, the, the, the ability, the strength it takes to operate in the power of Jesus. All right. So that's what I have to say. Hello, dear friend. My name is Amechi and I'm the anchor voice of Eden. Aside that, I'm a pro graphics designer, I love to sing, I'm an author, and I love Jesus. We are on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build the generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Join us as we journey into God's rest. Matthew chapter 8, when he came down from the mountain, great crowd followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer gifts that Moses commanded for a proof of them. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come with you and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, 
and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from the east and west and recline at the table with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with the fever, touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed with demons, and he cast out the spirit with a word, and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave others to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep, and they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even wind and sea obey him? And when he came to the other side of the country of the Gadarens, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tomb so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herds of pigs. And he said to them, Go. And they came out and went into the pigs. And behold, the whole herds rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city, they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. Chapter 9 And getting into the boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise up, pick your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed by from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. 
And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I come not to call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskin. If it is, the skin bursts and the wine is spilled, and the skin are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskin, and both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her, and she will leave. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. She said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all the districts. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about this. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-possessed man, who was mute, was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. The crowd marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Alright guys, so this is an amazing and interesting read. In fact, like I said, I find this very, very interesting. So today we're talking about the power um, of Jesus and we're looking at the healing ministry of Jesus. So we started from the story of the leper and he said to Jesus, um, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus said to him, I will be clean. When I read this, one of the things that stood out for me is that Jesus is always willing. Did you hear me? 
I said, Jesus is always willing to do the will of the Father. Jesus is always willing to do the will of the Father. So he said, I will be cleansed. And the amazing part of every one of this healing that we saw here was that it was entirely tied to the faith of the people. From what I was some from what I read here, I saw that it was entirely tied to the faith of the people. Now listen to what the centurion said in chapter 8 verse 9. He said, For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go to another, come, and all of that. And Jesus said, I have never seen a faith like this in all of Israel. Now, the, the, the thing the centurion was saying is that this sickness is not under my authority, but it is under your authority. You have the power over it. You have authority over it. Now, what I could tell from Jesus' healing ministry was that Jesus only exercised the authority he had over sickness, over death, over sin. Because he said to that man, your sins are forgiven. And they were shocked. The power of Jesus is not just there to heal the sick. It's also there to forgive sins of the sinner, forgive the sin of the sinner, right? So he said to him, your sins are forgiven. So for the centurion, the centurion said that this thing is under your authority. So all you need to do is speak. And Jesus said, go and let it be done as you have believed. Like I said, one thing is common with every single one of them. And what is common with every single one of them is that they believed in the power of Jesus. Now, Jesus is not... Jesus is not bent on healing everybody. If everybody believes, everybody will be healed. But if you do not believe that he has the ability and the power to heal you, then you limit the power of Jesus over your life. Now, as Jesus went for that, when Jesus entered into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. I, I truly don't know how to explain the these things because my mind i can't just i'm trying to wrap my mind around the fact that jesus didn't shout too much a lot of us shout a lot when it comes to healing a sick person or casting out demons or praying for fever now the scripture said he held he touched the hand of Peter's mother-in-law and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. Wow. I think, I think there is a level of thinking that Jesus has or Jesus had when he was on the earth that we don't have today. I think Jesus knew that nothing was difficult for God as long as I believe or as long as you believe. Now, Jesus' miracle, most of them, from what I could see here, from what I'm reading here, were instant. Now, listen to the next thing he, ha he, he did. 
he said the, the scripture said that same evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick <sighs> jesus was not just an ordinary man he was not just he didn't just live an ordinary life he lived a life full of the power of god he lived a life full saturated with the power of god he understood that there is no limit to what god can do he understood that very well that there is no limit to what god can do and he went around doing these mighty works now in verse 9 chapter 9 verse 6 says but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sin this was when he said to that man get up and go and people were and he said no he said your sins are forgiven and they were like who, who is this who has who gave him the authority to say that he's blaspheming and jesus said which is easier to say is it your sins are forgiven or rise up and get up your take your mouth and go and for me personally i think your sins are forgiven is much easier for him to say like your sins are forgiven my friend just go home but he said okay so that you would know that the son of man also has the authority the word authority there connotes the power on earth to forgive sin and jesus said i will also say to him rise take your mat and go home let me say this there is absolutely nothing that is impossible absolutely nothing is impossible for jesus i i am also learning this like i said i'm also reintroducing jesus to myself i'm also trying to culture my mind to see jesus for who he is absolutely nothing is impossible for jesus all we need to do is believe everyone who encountered jesus left with a change of life because they believed him one of the men that came to him he said do you believe i can do this let's just check it the the man the the, the blind person the, the blind man he healed he said do you believe that i am able to do this they said to him yes lord then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith be it done to you i know a lot of us say we are waiting on god but do you know that god is actually waiting for your faith to rise a lot of us say we have faith but we do not speak faith a lot of us say we have faith but when jesus asks us do you believe i can do this thing we say well yes but um it's going to take a while like you come up late it's going to take this and it's going to take that and all of that we are doing is limiting the expression they are the extent to which jesus shows up in our case now one thing stood out for me as i wrap up the show and i'll read that and explain it before i go and that is in chapter 9 verse 37 then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest this was when jesus saw the crowd and jesus said 
to himself. I, I, I'm perceiving, he said, in his heart. I'm not the only one that should be operating in this level of power. I'm not. He said, it is God's design that all men should walk in this level of power. Jesus came to show us what you are supposed to live like, what I am supposed to live like. And he said, the harvest is plenty, but there are few laborers. Now pray to the Lord. Jesus saw himself as a laborer. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest so that he would send laborers into his harvest. Do you know who those laborers are? Those laborers are you and me. Those laborers are you and me. Jesus wants us to arise to the place where we believe and we operate in that power. Where we do not just teach the word, but we walk in authority over sicknesses, over sin, over death, over demons. And we can say, come out in Jesus' name and it will live. And we can speak to that deaf ear. When I was reading the scripture, I discovered that some cases of, of deafness are demon rela demons related. Yeah, some cases of deafness are demon related. Now we see that in, in, chapter, in verses 32. It says, as they were going, behold, a demon oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon was casted out, he could speak. Wow. So you see, Jesus is saying that because I, I am a laborer, I can do this. You too, we can become co-laborers. It is not just I who is supposed to be a superstar. You're not supposed to read this and you're like, wow. Jesus is a superman. He's a superhuman. That is true. He's, he's great. But he's saying, you too, me too, we can arrive at this point where we also ex um, experience or express or show forth his power in every situation we find ourselves in. And I would say this, that one of the great elements that was responsible for Jesus's walk and Jesus's expression of power is the fact that he didn't just only think, he, he was not only thinking that nothing is impossible for God, but what he did was that he believed in the power of God. He believed entirely in the power of God and he operated powerfully in that power. So my dear friend, I want you to sit down and cultivate your mind. First, I think it starts from the mind. First, train your mind to believe that nothing is impossible. Literally tell yourself every day, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Because if you cannot see it in your head, it would never happen in reality. If you cannot see yourself telling that fever, get out, or telling that demon, leave this body, or telling that, um, that person, that sinful person, your sins are forgiven. If you don't see yourself doing that, being the mouthpiece of God, it would never happen through your life. So you have to first see it in your mind, in the eyes of your mind. As far as you can see, God can bring it to pass. See it in the eyes of your mind. Do not just see yourself proclaiming, teaching the word. Also see yourself healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, all right? Praying for those who are in affliction and letting the and, and declaring that they are free from every affliction. My friend, you need to see yourself. 
And I believe if you do this within a short time, if we do this within a short time, we would receive the courage to go out and say to that leper, to that blind man, receive your sight in Jesus name and they will. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, tomorrow we'll, we, we, we'll be talking about the mission of Jesus. So we'll be going to, we'll be going into the evangelical aspect of the ministry of Jesus. I am very sure you would not want to miss it so that you, you know what the mission of Jesus is here on the earth so that you don't end up doing what he has asked us to do for the wrong reason. All right. So thank you so much, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Compliment of the seasons one more time and have a good life. Keep God first and stay on top. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Voice of Eden podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly follow us on social media at Voice of Eden. Share with your friends and keep God first.